When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame match play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bop halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are oh, you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'm going to get you the ball. Oh, 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 I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. I got a whole lot of money, money, money for me. Money, Bottle money, key popping that water up there, jacking. Yeah, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Welcome into episode 151 of 11 Personnel. That's right. We've done 150 of these bad boys. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Luckett. And the last time we talked, we had no idea it was episode 150, or we might have made a big, big stink about it. But we're just we're too busy grinding, man. Just just plugging away in the middle of the grind. Surprisingly busy week here for us, Nick. Um, recruiting camps had us uh, swamped. I would say this week we we a lot of recruiting content on the old dot com site here at KSR. Yeah, there. If if it wasn't for us, I don't know how many. Uh, I, I, I don't know how much stuff would even be on the site. It was, it, it was a lot of just recruiting, recruiting content. Little pat ourselves on the back moment, but we had yep. someone there at each camp. Yeah. That's not something any other media entity had. Boom. So you had boots on the ground here at KSRs for diving into some football recruiting stuff. And there was a lot of stuff I think we learned here in this last, I'd say, 10 days during these camps. We got a big post that came out. Uh, lunchtime Wednesday, kind of going over all that. And I think that's something we're going to touch on here, Nick. I think we can go ahead and probably start at quarterback because that's obviously the big thing here. Yeah, let's let's start at quarterback. And um, I think at one point felt like there were two or three guys. Now it feels like uh, Kentucky is down to just one. 
and that would be none other than Danny O'Neill over at Indianapolis Cathedral. Uh, Dante Reno did not make it to campus this summer. Uh, South Carolina has gotten him on campus. Feels like that one is about all she wrote. Um, and and O'Neill has did not camp, but he did make an unofficial visit. And if, if I were to, to handicap these races, it's okay. Let's get Reno's going to go down to South Carolina and it's kind of 50, 50 between Purdue and Kentucky for O'Neill services. He's from Indianapolis cathedral. So that's close to Purdue. They've, uh, you know, I, I'm not over here tooting my cousin's horn, but they're pretty good with quarterbacks. So you could understand why um, he might want to stay closer to home and go to the Boilermakers. Um, I, O'Neal, he's uh, it's one of those where he's not this uh, – I don't think he's a surefire home run like it, but there's a, a lot to like about O'Neal's game. Yeah, uh, first things first, I would say on Reno, I put in an RPM pick for him to South Carolina. That's kind of our on-three version of the crystal ball. But there is – Dylan Lonergan is a top 100 quarterback recruit in the class of 2023 – South Carolina is trending for him. So if they landed him, that could get interesting. So that's just something to keep in mind. And then for O'Neill, I think an important thing to note, pick out here is if it is a Kentucky-Purdue battle, which is what it's seeming like at the moment, Purdue signed a, a Brady Allen, who's a top 125. Mm-hmm recruit in the class of 2022 who'll be a true freshman this year ricky collins who's a top 200 prospect is in the class of 2023 so that's two bona fide four-star prospects in the two classes above o'neill that's kind of a loaded room Mm -hmm. so that you would have to think that will work in kentucky's favor here Um, now i think the worry here is he's waiting for his junior he wants to put his junior tape out there before he decides so you're worried if he kind of blew up this season and then some bigger schools come calling. That would be, I think, the concern here with him. Um, yeah. But it's clear that Kentucky has lasered their focus in right. on O'Neal. His, uh, his height, he's only about – he's six foot nothing. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think our that- site leaks our, – our database lists him at six foot – six foot zero, right. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, could even be generous – so I, I ultimately it'll probably keep a lot of the big big dogs in there, but you never know. Somebody might just really like what the kid does on his fault on his tape. Um, they'll they'll overlook an inch or two if they, if they really believe in him. Uh, but it, I, I think if you do have a bummer more so than anything, it's just playing the waiting game because Kentucky has not done a great job in the past of walking down that those quarterback commitments early and kind of building a class around him. So, um, you know, that, 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 that is a downer, but you, you just, eventually you gotta just play the wait and see game. You gotta let the cake bake with some of these guys and who knows, he might put out bad tape and then you end up backing away because you don't like what you see. So yeah, it works both ways. The important thing here is like, there's a need for secondary targets. I think would be my biggest concern at the moment. We haven't really seen that happen. Eric Hanley was a 2023 guy who visited. We've been told that that's not going to happen, not a take. Um, And that was really only 
the only or excuse me 2024 quarterback 2024 quarterback Eric Hanley same class as O'Neill and that was really kind of we didn't see many other 2024 quarterbacks there um, yeah and if you go back to last summer they had Chris Vecina didn't camp but he visited he did the same thing as O'Neill mm-hmm. Chris Parson camped Brock Glenn camped Parsons going to Florida State Glenn is down to Auburn, TCU, and Ohio State is just throwing their hat in the ring. But then you also have Raheem Jeter, who committed to West Virginia. Um, you had another quarterback, Grayson Loftus, I believe his name. He committed to Duke. So you had other guys there, other Power Five quarterback talents there. I don't, know water that, <laughs> I don't know that they had that this year. Um, and then you add in that O'Neill didn't camp. He's never camped at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, that's not – I don't think – he camped at Purdue. He camped at Alabama. He's going to some other bigger schools to camp. That's not – Great, but then there's also the fact that they're building relationships with people closely connected to him. Four-star defensive tackle or defensive end prospect Kendrick Gilbert scheduled to officially visit Kentucky this weekend. He plays at Cathedral, class of 2023. C3 Elite is the seven-on-seven team O'Neill plays for. They were at camp on Monday, a a busload of them, five to six guys. Yeah, including – one kid, Aeneas Williams, who was wearing sunglasses while he was running routes on air, which yeah. was just that, that, and that, that was something. And Gangarello was in that group's hip pocket the entire day. They were out there. Yeah, did they end up offering the Terrence Marshall kid? Yes, he got an offer. Yeah, he was he was he's one to watch there from Neesville, Florida, I believe. Navarre. Neesville, Navarre, Florida. Yeah. He's yeah. one to watch there. I thought he looked good. Uh-huh. Um He's a twin. He's got a twin that's a, a DB. That's one, that's one of those where you're like, eh, we'll offer you both, even if the other doesn't play. It. Reportedly tested very well. So he's a guy, I think, to watch there. Um, and obviously that the whole nil connection will be big there. He's another 2024 kid. Um, they had a lot of good, I thought, receivers um, coming to camp. Really, from a position standpoint, what they got on campus mm-hmm. for receiver and edge, edge was, uh, was really, really good. Edge was impressive. Uh, yes. And I think that's kind of shows the power of Brad White. Uh, it also shows to just some of the positional strengths uh, in upcoming classes in the region. Cause you know, you, you can only get so many people that from within a kind of, a lot of these kids are just making day trips, you know, out of this. So where you're seeing is uh, you had the kid from Boyle County, uh, Brock Driver, you know, he, he looks like he's going to be 2025. He'll be a sophomore yeah, this year. Right. He, he's he's going to be a, a talent to watch. Uh, the kid from Youngstown, Brian Robinson, you know, that's that's he's a, a one-day trip. He's going to be a guy. He's, yeah. he's going to be a dude. Uh, there was another kid, too. Uh, th- that one was from Georgia. He was a little bit farther away, but he looked like he had the frame. There's just a lot of, of, of good athletes at that position from not too far away. And uh, – I mean, that's that's your Montre your Bradford was the kid from George Statesboro, Georgia, who visited and they got to go in the facility after, which that usually means that, you know, they're interested in you if they invite you into the facility. After right. Um, right. Two big ones here since we're on edge. Colin Fox is a 2024 kid from Georgia. He did not camp, but he was here at their showcase camp on Sunday, the 12th. That was their biggest event they, it was that's where they had the most talent uh, he was there um he was had the full attention of brad white they were talking a lot but one guy who was there who we knew was coming but ended up surprising 
people by actually working out was Arvell Reese. Four-star prospect in 2023, Cleveland, Glenville High School. Um, thing to know about Glenville, it is the ultimate Ohio State pipeline. It is to Ohio State what mail usually is to Louisville. Like, if you go to Glenville and you're good, you usually end up at Ohio State. Marcus Lattimore went there. Ted Ginn's dad is coach there. Um, it's a laundry list of guys there. Um, it's unclear at this point if Reese is going to be a full-on take, I think, for Ohio State. It's the thought process there. If he's not, Kentucky's got a real good chance to land him. He visited here twice, Lexington, in the last two months. And like I say, if they're participating in camp, I think that's a really good sign. Yeah, yeah. And that was part of um... – you, like you said, you had a long post of kind of camp takeaways, and I'm I had the most dumbed down version of it. Like, here's kind of how things work. The dynamics of these camps are are odd in that the overwhelming majority of kids there are just you know it'd be like me and you showing up to camp when we were in high school. We weren't power five prospects or anything, but you can learn stuff. And it you know forty bucks, you know it's pretty pretty good deal uh, for an afternoon working out with UK coaches. What I thought was um, what I what I forgot was significant to to add, just that like most of these guys that sh that show up that are these big power five D one prospects they're there just to be recruited by the coaches not necessarily work out right the Reese camping shows that Kentucky is a legitimate player here and that he also is kind of e eager to see what Brad White can do for him. So I, I was – I don't want to say he's blown a, away, but I, I was surprised that he camped with Kentucky. Multi-positional talent. He, he was working with Mike Stoops, off-ball linebacker, and then with Brad White's son at edge. It's, he's probably like 6'2", between 6'2 and 6'3". He's going to play probably at 235, 240. So, I'm not, so it's, you're going to see if he can play outside linebacker. But he's a legitimate player. I mean, he's a legitimate high-conference guy that you could see turning into an NFL draft pick. That, that guy's a player. And so that's going to be one of the bigger targets on Kentucky's board. So watching him over the years is going to be interesting to watch. He's going to be a guy they're going to try to get on campus fall for a big game, official visit, and try to get through that Ohio State battle and see where Ohio State lands on some of their linebacker targets. Like Ohio State's all in on this kid, Tackett Curtis Nick at linebacker. He's from Louisiana. I think he's their number one target. They're probably going to get him. If they get him, then they don't know. I think it. I think what how it's shaking out is you don't really know how Reese is going to fit after that. They just have to see how their class goes. So that's kind yeah. of where things stand. And so if you if the thing bounces right for you, that could be a really really nice ad, I think, for Kentucky if they can get Arvell Reese. Well, and to kind of segue, that's a brings up a good point because Kentucky has not had a ton of recruiting success in the state of Ohio um, as far as securing commitments thus far. Uh, that could be changing soon, uh, but a couple guys that were on UK's radar uh, recently also popped to Cincinnati. Amari Snowden was one of the few guys in Detroit that the Cats were they were trying to cling on to that area, even though Clean Scale left. But Snowden uh, left a, an official visit to Cincinnati by committing to the school. Uh, Kamari Burns, who I don't think was ultimately a take at Kentucky, but they had uh, talked to quite extensively. Uh, he ends up going to Cincinnati. The, but like I said, though, that could change. Reese is the, the big one, but there's also uh, a kid visiting this weekend, Anthony Brown, 
correct me if I'm wrong, Lucky, but he was on that same kind of weekend trip official visit with Snowden to Cincinnati, correct? That is correct. Last week in the 10th. He was initially going to, to offic- uh, officially visit two weeks ago, ended up going to the state track meet, but he's a four-star receiver with a lot of juice, a lot of explosiveness. Uh, back-to-back weekends, they've had similar talent following up with Carmelo English. Could be some good news on the horizon uh, for the UK wide receivers room. Yeah, the I think the signs are kind of pointing for Brown, and I kind of peg him as English. I think they're very similar prospects. I think they're true slot receivers. They're going to come in and play slot and do the stuff you need out of a slot receiver. Both do a very good job kind of ball tracking the ball on vertical concepts. Where they're really going to make some damage is using their short area quickness and bursts to get open and in the intermediate areas. So there's a lot to like there. Um, Brown, a former Minnesota commit, Nick. It's by all accounts, it's down to Kentucky, Cincinnati. He got out of that OV at Cincinnati uh, without committing. He's coming to Kentucky this weekend. I think there's a very good chance that that gets locked up. Um, And I think there's real buzz for Carmelo English. He announced he was going to the side or announced his college choice on July 2nd. He doesn't have an official to Auburn plan. We've talked about Auburn and all their transition, what's going on there. I think there's a very good chance that Kentucky is the school there uh, when he announces next month. Um, so some good things uh, trending right now, right there. I mean, announcing that you have a decision date while you're on an official visit to a school. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what tea leaves you can read that are better than that <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Right. I mean, unless – I mean, it's it's almost uh, – I'd put it right up there with you have the really nice hat right next to two ones that you just got from the gas station. Uh, the, the kind of tall tale right, sign. yeah. That feels like a, a tall tale sign that is going to be Kentucky. I hope that is the case. Uh, but like you said, we will find out right before Independence Day on July 2nd for uh, Carmelo English. Um we already did. I mean, that, that was some good news to come from last weekend's official visitors. Uh, but we didn't mention the one that actually already has popped. Austin right. Ramsey, uh, nicknamed The House, which just a great name for an offensive lineman. He announced his commitment to Kentucky Monday afternoon, a Philadelphia native. Uh, look at uh, Justin Rowland made this point the other day. Feels like Kentucky's doing the same pitch they used to in Ohio with a lot of kids in this region and, it, and it's working. You got fear Bree, you got no well, the DMV there for a little bit. Yeah. Little yeah. Run, they had the DMV. They're saying, Hey, what's, um, what's, what's, let's hit the, the mid Atlantic is what they're calling. I just have always called it the East coast, but I guess that's more specific. Right. And, uh, it, it's working. It's rocking and rolling. And this kid, he's, he's as big as a house. I like it. Mm-hmm. And they got another Philly kid, Nikhil Betran. um, Colorado commitment that's probably not going to last much longer. He's OV into Kentucky this weekend. Kentucky's in the top 10. He had Georgia and Auburn recently issue offers. So they're going to try to make a play for him. Um, but back to Ramsey, yeah, I think he's 6'4", 6'5", 360 pounds. When you turn on the tape, though, he can he can move for that weight. So for him, keeping the weight in checks is probably going to be the biggest challenge, but you could see him translating. Um and potentially, you know, you're sticking him at guard, seeing him with maybe Keontae Goodwin on one side of the line of scrimmage long term. Yeah. 
That's, it's fun to think about. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The movement they're going to be able to create at the line of scrimmage. Well, and then you add in the, the kid who, I mean, he's unranked. Uh, Sean Tompkins from Georgia. He was a kind of a surprise visit on Monday night. Uh, he got in town. Going to Florida this weekend for another yeah. movie. I mean, so the Baylor. he's he's an uh, under-the-radar type guy, but he's really big. And when you watch six, his six, tape. 310. Yeah, he, he gets that second level well uh, when running outside zone kind of stuff. So uh, we, we at least know the type that Zach Yenzer likes, and that's big, big as hell. Yeah, size and mass, length seems to be pretty important here for – Tompkins, Nick, that kid just – he doesn't do any interviews. Um, so, there's really nothing out there on him. The only – Twitter account's private. Yeah. <laughs> Try the only, tried to follow him, but – So, I we're just going by what – you know, what we can find out via some of these coaching staffs. And, yeah, Kentucky's throwing their hat in that ring. I think Yenzer is doing a good job as far as offensive line guys, getting guys they want on campus. Um, Malachi Wood camped twice mm-hmm. here, and that that's – one is a surprise. Two is a big surprise to me that they can't that he can't twice. Um, I'm wondering if they if there's something they need to see more of with him. Yeah, yeah, because he he has the height and the length. The thing with me when seeing him in person is, can he hold the weight? Can he get up to the weight you need him to get at? I mean, he almost looks like a tight end because he's that is the the frame is a little it's kind of narrow um, yeah. a little bit. But he is tall. He is long. He can move. If mm-hmm. he can hold, if he can get up to a proper weight and hold it, I think the ceiling is very, very, very high. I mean, I think it could be as high as anyone in the class. It's, can he get there? I think that's the big question with him. A lot, lot of eggs, a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Which, yeah, the, yeah, the thing you have to worry about is just because of that. He just doesn't, like I said, he looked like a guy who should be playing, you know, small ball five in the MAC. When I went and, yeah. when I saw him in person you know, on yeah. a basketball court, not necessarily a left tackle. So right. the question is, can he? Is two seventy five like the max? Is that all he can hold? Can he get to those three that three bill number? And that's not. I mean, Ox is two seventy five, and he looks like he weighs one eighty. You know what I mean? That's not a. That's not a big ask, or it shouldn't be a big ask, and and that's where Wood needs to get. I do. Well, it could have got me thinking. It would be kind of fun to do the the like offensive lineman diet for like a few days just to see how much how fat we could get, you know? Because uh, not, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm in the should probably lose a few pounds territory. Let's let's try to eat right, but I'm also in the you know what I I can go a week with just trying to be as fat as possible, and I think we would be very good at it. We could teach these kids how to gain weight uh would it be healthy i don't know but i don't put it past me to wake up at 2 30 to in the morning to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches they're delicious uh and in fact i think i i could certainly use a couple more pbjs in my uh, life we're hurting here at the luckett house with the uh the old GIF news oh are you yeah. are you exclusively a GIF family yeah no doubt oh uh, i'm a i'm a generic uh always very hardcore on the generic brand but one thing we do treat ourselves to, we've got a nearby farmer's market each Saturday morning. And there's a, there's a farm in Valley Station, Pendleton Farm. They make a peanut butter that they mix with honey. It's real wow. sweet. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's the bee's knees, quite literally. They, they, yeah. The bees use their knees to make it. 
got a grocery trip coming up probably tomorrow. I'm going to have to go alternate. I'm not sure where I'm going to go. Um, but that's a hard, that's a hard break for me. I've been team Jeff since birth. I would, if you, if you're going to go, but yeah, I, I, uh, you use the, get the Kroger brand with the honey. In. Don't, okay. don't just get the regular one. It's too boring. Um, I would also say skip out on Skippy. It's very greasy. Just, I don't like Skippy. Yeah. It's dog yeah. peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's how you feed your dog medicine. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Peter Pan. No. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, man. Peanut butter talk. Uh, can't go better. I, I completely forgot about that, too. My neighbors reminded me of that. It's, it's a real shame. Real shame. Uh, get it together, Lexington. Come on. This is your you. This is on you guys for not getting your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the peanut butter factory in Lexington should smell more like peanut butter and less like whatever it smells. I don't think I've ever been there. But you never, you never caught that that smell though around campus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, it only happens every once in a while. But sometimes you get that that whiff from Winchester Road, and it just I don't know. It's a little off putting. I don't know if it's the <laughs> If it's the 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 gears in the factory, I don't I don't know what it is, but something's just it, it's not it doesn't it's not the fresh peanut smell that I would doesn't expect. smell as good as it tastes. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I want it to be the smell that when you open the jar that 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 sort of aroma. I guess the crushing peanuts doesn't have that same aroma. So uh, I don't know. Well, get it figured out, Lexington. What it needs is Jeff and. You know what? This seems like a good spot for us to, to take a break, regroup, and, and get back on track. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more football, but also what everybody's been waiting for, Buckets U.S. Open Picks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we press pause. We're back. We're ready to roll. A couple more big-time official visits coming up this weekend. Christian Conyer is the the name of the game and look at we're in a weird territory because a lot of it feels like both sides very confident i got worried when i saw chad simmons uh our resident on three guru put in a pick for conyer to tennessee but it, it, it's bizarre I, I have one in for conyer to kentucky because the folks that i've talked to on kentucky side Feel pretty good about it. He's got official visits to both to wrap things up before he makes his announcement that 4th of July weekend. So even though the, it feels like Tennessee's gathering momentum, I'm not ready to to flip my pick until after I, I've heard more from his, his official visits. We'll have to see how this weekend goes, but Tennessee got the last official. Um, there's obviously the big NIL collective down there. He's that seven on seven team or whatever is strictly based in Tennessee. Um, it seems to be pro Tennessee potentially. It in the picture he posted, it's been pointed out online that he is doing their 
that Tennessee hand signal that they that all their commits have been doing. So, so if I were for what it's worth, that one worries me the least. And surprisingly, the nil thing I'm less worried about because I know he's not going to be getting the bags that the rest of the 2023 Tennessee guys are getting. I think it's important to point out here. Carnell Tate is one of their top targets, top 25 wide receiver. He's been seen as a Tennessee lean. Um, he's at IMG via Chicago. But out at Vegas at this LT7 event, Ohio State starting to get a lot of buzz. Brian Hartline is the dude when it comes to closing on wide receivers. Um, you just heard Ryan Day call out some people at Ohio State that they need the NIL collective bumped up. Uh-huh. If they lose him, that could could create some salary cap space. So maybe they they huh? up the ante a little bit there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but the seven on seven team does worry me. Just the the regular influence of the people you're around. It doesn't always translate. But having those ties and having his seven on seven coaches in good with the other program. That worries me. The handlers of fe- other stuff. Just, yeah. It's just felt this entire time that he was just a slight Tennessee lean, just a slight one. Mm-hmm. Um, he went down there for their huge little junior day um, where they had all their big commits or big targets were there. It's a lot of buzz with that. Like you said, you add in kind of the Tennessee relationship. I just – he seems like a Tennessee lean to me. Um, I haven't made a pick yet, uh, but if I had to pick, I would pick Tennessee today. And so we'll, we'll see how this OV goes to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of like to me, there was a lot. There's just a lot of small signs that say it's going to be Tennessee and not Kentucky. But we'll see. Yep, yep. And if that doesn't work out, um, it'd be another swing and a miss on the cornerback front. They still. But at the end of the day, I want to say that Conyer is a three-star cornerback. Uh, they can find like they're going to be able to replace that. You know, you don't want to lose in-state prospects to Tennessee. That's that's where it burns. But it's early. You can you can f- find out, I think a replacement level for that. Um, so it's not. This is not. I don't think it's backbreaking if they lose mm-hmm. him to Tennessee. Um, You've got they do, but there is pressure on them to start recruiting better at that position. There's no doubt about that. Like if you get Stafford, I know that one's a long shot, but that's an upgrade over Cotton. And you know you're going to get more than one. You're, you need to get more than one. The King Jackson's another cornerback they're in on. He's on a two day unofficial visit right now. It's a heated recruitment. Um, Auburn, Florida, mm-hmm. a few other schools are in there. Um, if you you can make that happen potentially, I mean he's a he's one of the fastest rising recruits on on the circuit right now. Like that kid's going to end up being uh, probably a consensus top two fifty recruit. And so they're in on some guys. Uh, one thing I do want to mention here, Nick, like one of my takeaways this week was like Chris Collins and Scott Woodward, I think, are doing a good job getting guys on campus and building relationships. Obviously, Merrow has been done a great job. He's getting all the in-state kids, prom, any prominent in-state kid that they need uh-huh. to get a look at. They're, they're getting in camp and they're getting measurements um, and in-person evals on them. We saw the two Douglas offensive linemen who are going to be juniors were both camping. D'Amico Kennedy got an offer, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I think he tested really well. Um, and you saw some other guys, in-state guys, on campus. So he, that's a good box to check. But you got to do that in other areas you recruit to. And I think Collins and Woodward did that. Saw a bunch of guys from Tennessee mm-hmm. camping at Kentucky. 
the Chattanooga group that um, what I, I forget what they're NPA or something. CPA, not CPA. It's like, yeah, it's something like that. NPA, National NPA. NPA, That sounds right. Which I just want to put my flag in the ground and be an old man. I hate that shit. Uh, Pardon my French, but God, the seven on seven stuff. It just drives me nuts. Because like, it's one thing if it's AAU basketball, seven on seven football is not a, a football game. AAU basketball, you're playing the game of basketball. Seven on seven is not, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, Good way to to and it's fun, but but we're we're starting to really put this stuff on a pedestal, and it's just not it's not game like. There's no threat of getting yeah. your ass taken out going across the middle of the field. There's no threat on the quarterback where he has to get the ball out of his hands. I mean, I just I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate and it's it's really they've really cranked it up a notch with these teams traveling around all over the place competing in events. It's the grassroots circuit version. <sighs> Uh, football it. recruiting it's don't like it i mean you had the huge event out in vegas yeah it, that thing's just, gotten big the adidas one was already pretty big with but, nil nick and now like shoe companies can get involved and there's oh extra handlers God. with it's, kids getting agents see, it's gonna be there's gonna, gonna be more it's handlers be it's 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 just i i just i don't like it you're gonna get more uh, this time next this time it's next all, year it's all the stuff i don't like it's all the stuff that freddie really hates and they're just like cranking it up 20 notches Yep. I mean, it's just, it's here to stay here next year, summer. I, I bet we have, we'll be going to some seven on seven. Yeah. But, yeah. And covering them. Ugh. That's, that's where it's headed. Um, but it is what it is. Now, the one, uh, Boo Carter is in the big receiver, 2024 receiver. He's good. He's really that's good. more, that, to my knowledge, that's more of like a Chris Vaughn aspiration type thing. Okay. So that's like a gym instead of just like we're playing on a team. Gotcha. I believe gotcha. Buck Fitzgerald, his name. He played at Tennessee. He just, if you're a good player in Tennessee, Nashville, Chattanooga area, you're working out with Buck Fitzgerald. That's where you're going. And so that's, that's, Barry and Brown was connected there, obviously. That's kind of like they built a relationship with him and that group, kind of like they built a relationship with Vaughn and Aspirations. And so, obviously, Nashville blowing up, that's – I think Kentucky's done a good job building that relationship, and that's why you're getting a lot of those Nashville kids. Now, the C3 elite team, that's just – that team that Danny O'Neill's on, that's just – I mean, that they're grabbing dudes from everywhere. They got this Florida, dude from Missouri, quarterback from Indy, and they're probably traveling around to play I mean, seven-on-seven tournaments. Imagine as a parent. And they're probably sponsored by Under Armour or something who's – I, they probably I, don't know who's fun, uh, who's funding that behind the scenes. But, but just the logistics of that sound like a nightmare. I mean, no, just play with your damn team that's right here. Why are you going from Florida? Yeah. I, it, it, I think the value, the value me. of it is, you know, if you can get on it, you could just be seen by more coaches. Because we talked to some people this week, Nick, like in Kentucky, like South Carolina has an advantage over Kentucky here because you can make a day trip from anywhere in Georgia to Columbia, you know, you can drive there and home in a day. Yep. Atlanta, you can pull Charlotte. Atlanta, South Georgia, any, any all those places. Uh, we're at Kentucky. It's just hard, you know, to get a kid from Atlanta, they need to stay the night. Yeah. The only place you have two hubs, Cincinnati and Nashville, that can that can pull it in a day. They did Columbus. There was a lot of kids from Owen Tangy. Mm-hmm. That, that, that team. Judging by what I saw from that, from the camp, they yeah, had a quarterback that I thought was solid who ended up being like Mac level. Um, mm-hmm. They had a defensive tackle 
Um, Angelo McCollum, 2024, who's going to be a guy to watch. There's a tight end that was just visiting. There's a there. tight end, I think, 2024 um, that Vince Merrill really likes. That, that team Gavin should have a little Grover. squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This should be good. So that's um, that is the as you mentioned that is a, a little bit of a disadvantage, but you still get those traveling recruiting teams or whatever that are out there mm-hmm. getting their exposure. So I can't necessarily blame them, but it's just yeah, that's me just being all bah humbug. Let me be an old man yell at clouds for a little bit. And um, that MPA Cutter Bully is connected to that. He's done some work with them. He just transferred to Lexington Christian. He'll be a sophomore this year. This kid's got a chance, I think, to really blow up, Nick. Um, he just went to a mega camp up in Michigan, got offers from Missouri, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Clemson are sniffing around, already has an offer from Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is another school that apparently has a good relationship with that MPA a training organization. That's going to be a guy to look out for because um, if you get him, then you might. that's going to help you with some of these receivers, Boo Carter. Um, but specifically, he's going to be a big target in 2024. It can't hurt that he's playing at LCA and Tim Couch's son is on the team, and Tim Couch is going to be around that team a lot. Yeah, that, that's going to be nice. Think. And Tim Couch's son, I thought Chase Couch, he's got a really good frame. Like, he's a legit 6'4". He's probably about 225-ish right now. And he's only, what, he can he move freshman well. last year? So he's He'll be 20. a junior this year. He's 2024 okay. class. Um, but he could grow into – being like a 6'4", 260-pound defensive end, I think. I don't know if he'll end up being Kentucky good, but he's going to play somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to be a legitimate recruit in that 2024 class. So that's uh, that's going to be something to watch for. LCA Quiley's got yeah. kind of a stacked team there. Well, and I saw, too, uh, John Charman's son, Joe, was uh, he was working out of Troy for Summerall. Uh, this week, he's 2024 center, who's going to at least check some boxes. He's one – if if – if he doesn't end up getting those offers, he's certainly going to end up being a walk-on at UK. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any doubt about that. Uh, but, yeah, LCA, they're kind of kind of loading up. LCA, Boyle County. Oh, God. I also Boyle just County. feel so bad for Dakota Patterson. Yeah. Kid, kid at one time was, you know, top 200 recruit. His coach leaves. Things aren't going well. Corbin transfers to Boyle County. And then, I mean, second rep. Second rep, His he goes down with a knee injury. Still not sure what the deal is. Um, yeah, that's tough. People um, said they heard a pop, didn't look good. Um, so just thoughts out. I mean, things can change fast. A year ago, Nick, he was looking like a legitimate SEC prospect, and then bad year on the field, and yeah, he lost some weight. I think he got sick or something. Yeah, so thoughts out to him. Hopefully, that's not too serious. That would that would really really stink. You got some news there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Dixon, he picked up an offer today. Oh, wow. 2023 receiver, DRP. Yeah. He had some major, major traits. Uh, really yeah. good vertical, really good 40 on a 6'3", six, 6'4", six, frame. So, uh, Elijah Reed came out of nowhere, PRP mm-hmm. last year. This could be a new one this year. Now, one thing I have here, I'll have to say here is, like, they're in really good shape at receiver recruiting. So, I'd be interested in the numbers there. You know, how many – you know, they're going to get – if they get Carmelo English and – Anthony Brown, they probably need another outside guy. Maybe that's Dixon. Well, and the, yeah, and they already have Shamar Porter though. That's three. So how many how many guys you need there? Let's look at their Scott. Let's look at the numbers here on the roster. Well, you got ten scholarship receivers. They're going to lose Tavion Robinson is the only one guaranteed to be gone after the season. I, I think I he would like Tay-Tay's, to be at twelve. 
Tay-Tay's yeah, I guess they, be gone. they probably have room for four. They could probably do four. Dixon might be the fourth there. The, and the, the big thing is, is he does something different that the other two have. Uh, He's uh, an outside X receiver probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, and I think the, the reason why they invited him back is because they did have some talented defensive backs on campus today, um, which we can kind of get into uh, briefly. Uh, but the, 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 the in-state kids in 24 – Pretty good. And there was a kid from Brian Station. Um, can you write my brain? Uh, what J- his name is? JT. Something. He's a, he's J- a good secondary man. Or, or good defensive back, I should say. Uh, and uh, Zach was telling us, Zach Gagan was out there for KSR. And they were going one-on-one the whole time, getting good on good reps. And, you know, it looks like Davis won enough. JT Haskins. To, JT Haskins. There we go. It was like Davis won enough to, to ultimately end up – Getting the trigger pulled and get a, a scholarship offer. I mean, he, I don't, I think, I think he had only had a EKU offer going into this. So, really happy for him. Uh, basketball player and a track and field guy. So, he never did the camps. This is the first time a lot of college coaches have even seen him. So, and that's why uh, these camps are important because you find guys like that. Haskins has an offer from Louisville, uh, but second offer in a, or second camp, excuse me, in a week for him. Smells He'll probably like an get one potentially yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's a guy to watch in 2024 quietly. Um, that class is – there were some developments in that class this week. Um, the North Harden receiver was at the camp you were at that first Sunday. Um, yeah, he had, he had some good numbers. Me. Sean Dixon? He tested – yeah, he tested he tested very well. You got the two Douglas offensive linemen um, that are going to be of note. You got Haskins there. Um, obviously, Gavin Chadwell has been a popular name in that class. So, there's some guys in that in that 2024 – group and there'll probably be more to emerge as the season develops uh, so that's something to watch there so really um, these camps are really really important for those in for those future guys but it's also nice when you they can get some of these 2023 guys like these guys that are going to be seniors um, that that camp can tell you how serious the interest is if they can get those guys to camp um, that's why I think the Argyle Reese like again was such a such a huge development getting him in there Man, this has been fun. It's been fun. I, I I wasn't always big on the recruiting camps, but uh, particularly this year, you know, you, you you spend half your time just kind of talking ball with people with, you know, like whether it's um, high school coaches like Haddix or Nate McPeak or, you know, some of the other guys around or, or, or if it's just GAs and managers or set, wh- whatever it may be, it's kind of fun just to talk ball. Yeah, you get to get names to faces too. Right, right, right. Especially after we've been on Zoom so much with COVID. So overall, uh, really enjoyed the last two weeks. Um, oh, one other thing I, I heard talking to, uh, I've been hearing this a lot, and I just want to put it out there because it's just so funny to me. The, the coaches in the state of Kentucky, the high school coaches, they hate L so much. <laughs> they hate him so much. It's so funny. Uh, Micah Carter, Louisville State next. Yeah. It's a lineman. I think he ended up – he was kind of a maybe tweener for Kentucky. They were, the weight, I think, was maybe an issue with him or the size. So, mm-hmm. Kentucky backed off there. Um, but it came down to seem like Purdue and Louisville when he goes to Purdue. Um, the uh, the big so, thing – So, yeah, they're, they're, they're just not – you know, they're recruiting well, Texas and California, but they're not having well, any buzz or success at home. Which should be that's a warning sign. A, a big 
a big problem that uh, one coach had, they, they put on a coach's clinic. And I don't know if it was just the, the Louisville, like for, for the coaches in the city of Louisville or if it was throughout the state, but they invited all of the power programs. Um, I think Jeff Brom was the, the keynote and they brought somebody else. I want to say Vince was there for UK. Um, and Louisville just sent like a GA. You know, and it's like that, that just kind of shows you their priorities. You know what I mean? They just eh, don't really care. Don't yeah, really care. Woody Womack over at Rivals, one of their national guys, Nick, he put in a future cast for that Ruben Owens kid, that top 25, top 30 running back. They're having their big official visit this weekend. So who knows? That, that kid's not getting out of Texas. I mean, that the AM yeah, Collective. Yeah, yeah. The AM Collective, uh, Chad Simmons had some scoop out of Vegas this week that he doesn't see him getting out of Texas. It's going to be an AM Texas battle for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he's coming to Louisville this weekend. There's going to be some buzz out of that. Uh, you know, he might be a commitment watch, but he's going to be very, very. Uh, it'll be a temporary material. thing. Yeah. He'll yeah. uh, be big spatula recruit um, as the process. Uh, moves on uh, but they have a lot of buzz right now I mean they, they're probably going to get a commit or two from this weekend and you know they've got some good things going that nil collective that I think junior Bridgman is running for them is making some major noise plus the the Steve Clarkson and Adidas connection wherever that is down the line but Kobe Keenum's the one this weekend you'd like to see get away without making a decision just yeah. Kentucky likes him yeah. at center you know just you'd like to see it's, that one uh, His away. tape was really, really good. I really liked him. I think that'd be nice to get him in there. I think Drake Jackson was helping Yenzer there on that recruitment. So, obviously, that's a center, selling a center, a recent yeah. center. Yep. Um, plus, you know, the offensive line and all that. But, yeah, they just got – Louisville's got a lot of buzz right now. So, you have to see how that develops. But all that buzz, but nothing in state. It's just, it's just very weird. Yeah, it's so needed to take that jab. We'll make fun of them more next week. Don't worry. I, I like to just get in some some time to make fun of Louisville. And what I'm really looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to you telling me who I should pick to win the U.S. Open because look at uh, you helped me get in the money in my little uh, my little pool last time for the PGA. Uh, the we let you take a victory lap. Some of those locks were incredible. Uh, our, our, is Will Zalatoris? Is he finally gonna? Is he finally gonna get over that hump? Yeah. So let's get into it here, uh, Nick. Couple things first. All right, Major's moving to NBC, so no gymnasts this week. Wait, wait, what? NBC? Yeah, yeah NBC has the U.S. Open and the uh, the British Open. Um, so NBC is gonna be on the coverage this week. This, and this guy too, he has the voice that's always on the Olympic stuff, and it's just yes. it's very. Yeah. He, he's just okay. I think they used to have TPC about. too, right? Yeah, uh, the players is on NBC too. Yeah, yeah. So like, and he's just, you know, I know you're talking. I know exactly who you're talking about. I just uh, Jimmy Jimmy Roberts maybe, or, uh, I think or no, I think his name is Brian uh, something. Because doesn't he do a few, some NBA as well? I don't know if we're thinking of the same guy. Yeah, well, Tariko will be their big guy. They bring. Him oh yeah, that's terms. right. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so. It's going to take me a while to get you him on Sunday night too. And so, yeah, so this will be a head start, head start on that. Um, so, you, number one, you have to get that uh, Peacock. This is the time to buy Peacock if you want to. Oh, no. Early in the morning, the coverage will be on Peacock, okay? Let me – I pull up the coverage schedule right here. Have this linked in the post. 
for all you good people so you can it's know dan hicks i think Dan hicks yes yes yes, yes. yes. he's, he's on just, all the golf channel coverage yeah yeah and he's just uh, kind of boring so if you wanted to tune in early nick um before 9 30 you have to go to peacock but 9 30 to 5 it's or 9 30 to 7 it's on regular tv oh not bad usa in the morning mid-afternoon nbc um and then usa again and then it it kind of stays the same there throughout the week but Ooh, I learned uh, Dan Hicks is married to Hannah Storm. Huh. Oh, really? The more you know. I did not know that. Good for him. Oh, broadcasting family. <laughs> so anyway, you wanted to want to get you aware of that so you won't have any hello friends uh, this week. And so or okay, back to the golf. All right. They're going to Brookline, Nick, for the first time since 1988. It's up in Massachusetts outside of Boston. This place has hosted the 1999 Ryder Cup, but the last big event was the 2013 USAM. So really, these players don't have any familiarity with this course. Um, they really haven't played anything up there, um, so it's a different course. Now, this is a short track for a U.S. Open, par 70, um, just under 7,300 yards. Um, but the greens are very, very, very small, and they'll be firm and fast with huge rough, typical U.S. Open layout. Um, driving the driver is going to be less important than other U.S. Opens. Like the COVID year, Bryson won mm. yeah. at winged foot, and it was very much just hit the piss out of it off the tee, try to have a good second shot, and that's how he gained strokes on everybody and won. Uh, that, this one is not going to be like that. There's going to be a, a good amount of dog legs. You're going to have blind shots. Um, so really getting on the green, um, whoever gains the most strokes to get to the green is going to be the most important. But due to the short length, the driver is not going to be important. So approach is huge this week. Will Zalatoris is the best approach player on the field. He's number one in strokes gain approach. We know his major form. He's 30 to one to win. Yeah, you've got some value there. Um, he's not in my official picks, but if you're looking for a guy, a safe bet, like a top 10, a top 20 bet on Zalatoris feels like a good bet with his major pedigree yeah his approach i've looked at his last so he's made uh i want to say 10 start 10 it's either nine i think it's nine major starts and all but one he missed the cut at last year's u.s open um and he's been top 10 in every other one so yeah yeah i mean it's i fully expect him to be in the mix on sunday he's, he's good for your lineups when you're doing your teams mm -hmm. Because he and because I don't think he's a top ten player in the world either, so he's got decent odds. Yeah, my pick to win here, um, though, Nick. If you kind of look at recent winners, they're all like twenty eight or younger, uh, and it's guys near the top, you know, top of the rankings for the most part. Um, Cameron Smith, the number six in the world, he just won the players. He was firmly in the mix at Augusta, and this yeah. course is going to play, I think, similar to the Masters, where it's a second shot course. He this a guy tough can Sunday. get white hot. He can get white hot with the putter. Um, we've shown him he's played well on the big stage. Um, and I think you're getting good value with him right here. So he's my pick to win 22 to one. I also think a top 10 or top 20 play for him would be very smart. The last time they played at this course, Nick, was the USAM. Matthew Fitzpatrick won that US amateur. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Top 25 in strokes gain approach. He had a T5 finish at the PGA. He had a T14 at the Masters. He's one of the better players who hasn't won a major. I like him to be up there. I locked him in for a top 10 finish at 3-1. to one. 
Now, if you're looking for – if you're asking Adam, who's going to be the Mito Pereira of this tournament? I've got two guys I like here. Aaron Wise is another young golfer. He's 25 years old. He's now a top 50 player in the world. He's made 13 to 17 cuts this year, Nick. He's got eight top 25 finishes. He's long off the tee, but he's good in approach. He's top 16 in approach. I lock him in for a top 40 finish at plus odds. I think he's a sneaky guy you could see in the top 10. Like, he fits the metrics this week. He fits the, uh, the younger player. Um, he's played well all season. I mean, he's he's been in the mix at a lot of tournaments. He hasn't done it the big tournaments yet, but it seems like only a matter of time. Russell yeah, Henley, re- go re- ahead. Re- repeat that one more time for our folks out there. Aaron Wise, ranked 16th in approach. Aaron Wise. Wise. Aaron Wise. He's uh, played at his college golf at Oregon. 13 to 17 May cuts, eight top 25 finishes, has, a, I think, four top tens. Not like too he's shabby. Gonna, he's going to be a guy on this tour here in two to three years that's going to be one of the better players. I hope it's a wise choice. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, Russell Henley, number two in stroke screen approach. This guy was in the final group last year at Augusta – or, not, excuse me, Augusta at the U.S. Open. Um, he's kind of made for these U.S. Open three consecutive top 30 finishes, Nick, at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. I locked him in for top 20, finished plus 210. Um, so that that's really what I'm looking at here. I'm looking for younger golfers who are good in approach, but also have, you know, also aren't duds off the tee, even though that's not a huge metric this week. Obviously, you're going to have to have a hot putter to win. Um, but what we're really going to gain is since these greens are so small, is just the efficiency with your second shot, just getting on the dance floor there um, and then making putts. You, 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 Mentioned that it, it isn't so different than Augusta. Um, so I think scoring could be up a little bit. Usually you see a minus three winner. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a winner like minus nine this week. I'm also curious how – I mean, JT's been playing well uh, as of late. He's been pretty hot. Him and Rory both. I know Rory – Back-to-back major stuff is just hard to do. Yeah. Like to yeah. win two in a row, it's hard. I mean, Brooks did it, but that's really, really hard. I am – I just – I'm team fade on that. Obviously, there's some stuff with JT, like a recent form that you could be happy that you could believe in. Rory McIlroy is kind of the same way. I think there's going to be a lot of people on him this well, week. And Rory was playing well too at the PGA, and then kind of fell apart. You know, he, he, he wins had one going in one this. bad round, and then like he does always, he dropped a 67 or 66 <laughs> on Sunday, and then you thought for a second he might die, go to a playoff. So for him, it's just going to be avoiding those bad that, those bad rounds if he can get in. Um, to Saturday, you know, within a couple shots, he's going to have a great shot. I got, I got fired up for it because, you know, obviously U.S. Open's great because Father's Day, um, you can spend the whole day just watching that and dad's going to be happy. Uh, but I also got extra fired up because Happy Gilmore's on Netflix. And yeah, I saw that the other day. I, I've realized, too, the re- Happy Gilmore isn't what makes that movie funny. It's all Shooter McGavin. Like, Shooter yeah. McGavin's trash talk is so – it's so damn funny there's a one point at the end where he he he, he looks at happy and he goes don't worry gilmore your grandmother can live with me yeah. <laughs> and just imagining that on the golf course like that that's the kind of trash talk that you wish you could pull out in front of your buddies to, to think of it yeah. in a tournament scenario is just oh so so hilarious that's what that's what if you want live golf to be successful, do that, live. But people talk trash like yeah, Shooter McGavin the, and Happy Gilmore out there. The live stuff's interesting. I mean, Rory's being a little chesty in some of these press conferences. 
Um, Phil like is said, too on the other end. Yeah, the Kyle Porter wrote something on Phil, maybe showing some remorse. I haven't read yet, so I'm still trying to get caught up on that. But like Rory's take was like, you know, Phil's old, so I get why he may be doing it. He's had a story career, but these young guys doing it are a bunch of punks, pretty much. Like didn't say that, but that's how it came off. Like you don't want to like play it out here with the best of the best. You want to go over it just for a money grab. Um, so yeah, I'm interested. Like if he's in the contention and he's like he keeps firing off takes on the mic, so we might get you know back and forth. And then if Dustin Johnson is in the in it, you know oh, he's got to yeah. give mum answers. Uh, oh yeah, after each, yeah, that would be interesting. So yeah. The live dynamic is. Oh, we've got ourselves Monday Night Wars, WCW versus WWE. Mm-hmm. So keep keep them rolling. All in all, it should be a fun weekend to to sit back, watch some exciting. Uh, e- even if we don't get a bunch of PGA versus live drama, it's a major. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be super it's hot. It's open. Yeah, and like it's actually it, going to be a little cooler up there. It's going to be 80s the first two days, but it's going to be 70s. Well, I mean, just for us from a watching. Standpoint, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, it's going to get into the 80. It's going to cool off to 85, which uh, you just hate saying that sentence out loud. But man, so some of those things too. Like it, I want to get out and play. My son's ever with his grandparents all weekend. I can't even get outside to play. It's too miserable. Mm-hmm. Too miserable. Uh, just disappointing. Just, just disappointing. But we're going to have fun. We, we've enjoyed our last few weeks at camp. Happy to provide you all with plenty of content. Happy to run into some listeners out and about, too, at KS Bar over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, pr- we always appreciate you all tuning in and listening to us. Talk ball year-round. It's golf ball, football, whatever it may be. We love it. We can't get enough of it. And we're glad you're, you're joining us along for this ride. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh We've only just begun. We're probably going to have to take maybe a week or so off in July. We got a baby yeah. on the way. Be here before you know it. But it's going to be right around media days time. So you and Freddie we'll have, have some stuff. And yeah. I may or may not call in <laughs> for an emergency podcast. You'll be itching. Yeah. Why didn't you ask saving this? <laughs> so just get ready for that. But yeah, I mean, Nick Hell, man, like we're halfway through June now. Yeah. You know, the season is 80 days away, almost almost two months away. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's flying by and camp will be starting in less in like a month and a half. Mm. So you got to get we got big recruiting weekends. These next two, then it'll slow down there at the beginning of July. But then that's when all the preseason content starts flowing. So things are moving, man. Things are moving, moving really fast. Um, as always, enjoy enjoy the summer while you can. Stay cool. Go Cats and go Kroger. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.